what an opportunity for our players to uh, play a team like Notre Dame, a fantastic opponent. I know our fans are excited, as they should be, playing in the Gator Bowl for the first time, I believe since 1987, one that uh, our players are excited about, I'm excited about, and I know our fan base is excited about a, a, new, a new venue, new location to be playing in, a new bowl game. Uh, as well, the opportunity. I haven't seen all the bowl matchups. I don't really know who's playing who, but uh, I know this one's going to be right at the top as far as excitement about the game. Two nationally ranked teams uh, that have had you know uh, really great moments throughout the season as well, um, and, and the opportunity is the only game on, I believe, on December 30th at 3:30 p.m. I think that's the only bowl game. Also, so all eyes are going to be on us. We know that, you know, what we've done the last couple of weeks, there's a lot of excitement, like I said, nationally about us. And then certainly uh, we all know what Notre Dame brings from a TV ratings standpoint also. So it's going to be an awesome time, awesome trip, and, and we're looking forward to getting down there. I certainly, you know, said I wanted to thank the Gator Bowl. Certainly want to thank Coach Tanner because I know he's been uh, burning up the phones uh, as well over this last uh, week and a half to try and get this done. Probably the first time you two have seen each other since uh, last week as well. Uh, also, being here, uh, being here. But thanks to Coach Tanner and Chance and Charles Waddell and all everyone in our administration for for that. And it's good to be wanted. That's what I just told our staff. We just came from a staff meeting, and there were a lot of bowl games that that wanted the South Carolina Gamecocks. And um, I think there's something to be said for that. I tweeted it this morning, and it's true. It's it's great to be wanted, and and we were. Got a lot of work to do between now and then. I know a lot has happened since I saw you guys last at uh, at Clemson as well. Uh, Marcus Satterfield decided to take the opportunity at Nebraska. Wish him well. A uh, good opportunity for him to get connected back with uh, Coach Rule and a lot of those guys that he's coached with at not only Baylor but Temple as well. So he was excited about the opportunity, and we thank him for everything that he did for South Carolina football in his two years here and wish him well. Out in Lincoln with uh, Coach Rule and, and had a good conversation with, with Marcus. Uh, I've communicated with Coach Rule and, and uh, nothing but uh, uh, respect for them. and. Wish them well uh, in regards to this search. Not that it wasn't appealing two years ago, but there's a lot. It's a lot more appealing uh, now. There's a lot more interest in it now than what it was two years ago when I was trying to hire an offensive coordinator. Uh, the amount of people that have reached out to me, from you know sitting head coaches to NFL coaches to current coordinators, uh, has been pretty pretty impressive. And and uh, certainly have had some you know conversations, but nothing uh, nothing imminent. But certainly no, we can't wait forever and we're not going to uh, either. But I also want to make sure, as I did, everybody wants it done like tomorrow. I want to make sure we have the right fit and, and for, for everyone involved, not just in the short term, but long term as well for what's best with, for South Carolina football. I uh, had a lot of individual meetings. We played the game against Clemson on Saturday. Sunday gave everyone off. We all deserved a day off and, and needed that. And then Monday morning had a team meeting and had probably 30 plus individual meetings with a lot of the guys on our football team, just uh, touching base the season where they are going forward. Some of them have a lot of decisions to make in regards to their futures and had some really, really, really positive conversations with, with those guys. And certainly we have some guys that still have some decisions to make. But as always, we'll be open and honest with our players and, and want great lines of communication that are that are open as we help them to make decisions for, for their future as well. So we'll continue to help them through that. Uh, we did that Monday, Tuesday, and really Wednesday. And then we hit the road recruiting uh, over the weekend as well. So our coaches were in multiple places, as was I, uh, starting on Friday. Did some home visits on Friday. And, 
and school visits on Friday and then Atlanta yesterday and tonight today we've been back in the office and tonight we've got our end of season awards dinner for our players so about to head to that as soon as I walk out of here and then we will be back out on the we got some coaches leaving tonight from the banquet to fly places to go recruiting tomorrow morning and then I'll uh, I'll be doing the same uh, off and on throughout the week going to spend a couple days and in um in or not long but a short time in Las Vegas this week I'm going out there to uh, Sylvester Croom, who gave me my first opportunity to be a head coach in the SC, or a head coach, an assistant coach in the SEC back at Mississippi State in 2004. Coach Croom is being inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, and I would not miss that for the world to go out there and, and celebrate that with him um, uh, for the opportunity he gave me back in 2004 when I was a 26-year-old graduate assistant at the University of Tennessee, and he gave me a full-time job in the SEC. I'll forever be grateful for that. So I'm looking forward to going out there and honoring him as he's honored. And then from there, back back to the recruiting trail. Uh, we'll be on the road recruiting the next week and a half. And then our plan as, as of now is to start bowl practices a week from this upcoming Thursday. So our players have exams this week. Uh, they need to focus on that, finishing up the semester strong. And then they'll have a little bit of a break uh, once they get done with exams here at the end of the week. And then everybody will be back in Columbia on uh, a week from this upcoming Thursday. Plan to get uh, a handful of practices done here in Columbia before we break for a few days around Christmas time. And then reconvene in Jacksonville to, to start the week and get ready to have a, a great time down in Jacksonville against a great opponent. So that's kind of the update on where we are with a lot of things. Questions that you guys have. Shane, a couple for you. You mentioned some guys got decisions to make. Uh, one is a uh, Cam Smith definitely out of the bowl game after making his declaration. And two, have any other players come to you and said, "I'm I'm opting out of the bowl." Uh, in regards to Cam's situation, I had a good conversation with Cam, and and you know I don't I saw his tweet uh, on that one, and beyond that, I don't have much to say other than I saw his tweet. Uh, no, no one else has told me at this point that they're not playing in the bowl game. And uh, I think, like I said, there's a handful of guys that have some decisions to make, but everyone has told me they, they want to play in the bowl game, but they're also working through some particulars in regards to their specific situations. Jane, any of those phone calls from Atlanta with any offensive coordinators? Any phone calls? <laughs> any of those phone calls on the way back from Atlanta with offensive coordinators? Uh, today? Yeah, a couple. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess. When I wasn't talking to Coach Tanner about the bowl <laughs> game, so we may have had it done, but he was wearing me out with both bowl things today when he was calling me. And I guess, you know, obviously, I guess outside of your first go around with hiring a staff, it's your first sort of major hiring as far as being the head coach, having a couple of years under your belt. What's What goes into that on your end? What do you look for? What What's sort of the process of how you go about trying to hire someone for a role like that? Yeah, no, great question. Uh, for one, you know, it's, it's different now because uh, two years ago I was trying to put together an entire building of people, you know, 10 coaches and coordinators and strength staff and 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 player development and on and on and on. Um, this year it's a little bit different because you have pieces in place, but certainly when you have a when you have when you're hiring a coordinator, particularly in the offensive or defensive side of the ball, that, you know, everyone is affected, everyone on the on the staff. So, you're looking at um, you know, what kind of person they are first of all. Want to make sure they fit with what we're doing what we're doing in that building. Uh, how they would fit potentially with the the coaches you know on that you already have on the staff uh, schematically um, schematically what they believe in and what it would particularly you know potentially look like 
Uh, does it? Do they? Does that person help get the very best out of your current personnel that you have on offense as well? Background, you know, where they've been, where they've recruited, uh, coaches they've been around, systems they've been a part of. Uh, you know, have they called plays before? Have they not called plays before? They've been a coordinator. Do they have? They've been in the SEC. There's a lot of things that you that you look at, and there's a lot of great coaches that you know certainly have reached out, and some people would say, "Oh my God, like you could go hire." that guy, that's a slam dunk. Well, maybe not. You know, it may not be the right fit for what we're looking for. It may not be the right fit for our building and, and our people. And you're always just looking for uh, – you're looking for that, you know, if that makes sense. Shane, I know you guys haven't started a lot of bowl prep yet, but do you know have a plan of who that 10th assistant coach is going to be and who's going to call plays maybe in the bowl game? We haven't gotten there yet. Um, right now, uh, Lonnie Teasley and Greg Atkins are both on the road recruiting for us. They were both out last week. They'll both be out this week. So, you know, that's something that you can certainly adjust and be flexible with. Um, but so both those guys are, I guess they're technically the 10th assistant right now because they're both on the road recruiting. And then as we get uh, closer to it, you know, our graduate assistants and, and analysts, they're not on the road recruiting this week. So to me, they're, they are, this is the most critical week of the year for them because they should be experts on Notre Dame when our coaches come off the road here recruiting in a week and a half. So those guys will really be working to uh, break down Notre Dame, help put together an initial plan for Notre Dame while we're on recruit, where we're recruiting. And thankfully, we have great technology with Joe Lyle and his staff now, to where we can watch Notre Dame on the iPads when we are traveling, recruiting, and in and hotels and rental cars and airplanes, like we are over the next week and a half, where we as coaches can get a head start on Notre Dame. And in regards to the play caller, no, and I probably won't tell you guys either. You know, just not to be a a jerk, but. If I say that so-and-so is the play caller, then obviously Notre Dame's going to go back and look at that guy's background when maybe that guy has called plays other places or places he's been. Or if you tell, say, the running backs coach is going to be the play caller, does that mean that they're going to call 95% running plays in the bowl game? Or if you say the receivers coach is going to be the play caller, does that mean we throw it 95% of the time? So um, I've talked to all those guys kind of about where we are, and it's certainly a group effort putting the plan together, and then once we get to game day, we'll, we'll kind of see where we are. Y'all had a heck of a wedding Friday night, I saw, huh? I'm disappointed I didn't get an invitation. I mean, I thought Wes and I were somewhat close. Guess not. Congrats to Wes, so that's awesome. Yeah, Coach, um, obviously you said uh, a couple minutes ago you've had several individual meetings with players and things like that about their futures. Um, I guess in preparing for a bowl game, you know, maybe some guys transfer, maybe some guys opt out. What are some – Challenges in that, and then maybe also some opportunities in that with, okay, maybe one player is not here, but someone else in the depth chart, I don't know, maybe gets another chance. Yeah. No, I think it's just that. It's a challenge when you lose guys that are key players for you. I mean, we obviously want every single person that was at Clemson uh, last weekend to be playing in Jacksonville on December 30th. That's ideally what we would want. When you don't have that, it, it certainly affects a lot of things. Your depth at certain positions, um, special teams, how guys' roles may figure in, things like that. So it um, it's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity, like you said. You know, last year, um, who was it? J.J. Nagbari and Zaquandre, I guess, did not play in the bowl game last year. Well, it gave, you know, Kevin Harris had a fantastic bowl game last year for us. Um, you know, they didn't play the same position, but Boogie Huntley, you know, had a fantastic bowl game for us last year with, with J.J. being out. So it gives other guys 
opportunities to step up. And then the other thing that we can do too is the NCA allows you to play in four games and not lose a year of eligibility. So we've certainly got some freshmen that that haven't played in four games yet that we could still play a game, still could play in this bowl game that maybe haven't been key figures for us this season. So that helps as well, just from a depth standpoint, to give those guys an opportunity to to contribute also. I got two for you. Okay. Uh, considering Coach Atkins' health issues this year, do you expect him back as a full-time offensive line coach next season? He's out recruiting right now. Okay. So we're full speed ahead right now, Phil. Okay. Uh, secondly, as you go through your search for coordinator, knowing you have a quarterback, Spencer Rattler, who you know is thinking about his future, maybe staying, maybe going, do you talk with him a little bit and kind of bounce ideas off of him and say, hey, what do you think of this guy, this way he runs things? You kind of run things, not through him, but kind of consult him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not – every time I talk to a coach, I'm not calling Spencer and giving him a play-by-play -play of everything that that guy talked about. But but uh, certainly Spencer has a decision to make. And, and whether it's Spencer or whether it's a, uh, a – you know, another position that has a, job, a position open, you want to um, – make the hire to make sure that guy's going to fit with the people that you have in that room as well, whether it be defensive backs, linebackers, all that. And and uh, you want that to be a good fit. But certainly a quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator is going to work closely with the quarterback. And, and again, when I say I want to make the best hire for the short term and long term, I'm going to do the best thing for South Carolina football. But, but ideally, Spencer has a decision to make. But not only Spencer, but all of our quarterbacks, I want, you know, to hire someone that I think would be a great fit for every, you know, quarterback in that room as uh, as well you know and, and go back to what you said about Greg I mean Greg is pat is through the health you know issues that he had and Greg worked he wasn't necessarily on the field but Greg was was uh active in what we were doing in our building you know the last half of the season and and he feels great right now and certainly we'll always you know discuss things going forward but he's well and, and out recruiting right now for us and excited about it how much have you been able to Watch Notre Dame this season, either on TV, and I guess you had one common opponent, so maybe you saw a little bit of them. Well, yeah, out. one common opponent getting ready for a Clemson, and they certainly played great that night. Had a what an interception, I think, that was for a return for a touchdown. Maybe I know they blocked a punt. You know, they, I guess they had an interception backed up deep that Clemson threw, and then they blocked a punt uh, in that game as well, and and did a nice job offensively. I really haven't. I don't know if I've. I don't know if I've seen them. Uh, actually, I take that back. I watched them on uh, versus uh, Southern Cal because we got back from Clemson that night, and the Southern Cal game was on. So I was watching that one just for not knowing that I was going to be playing Notre Dame in the bowl game, but more just friends at Southern Cal with Lincoln and players that I knew. And it was a, the game that was on that I was flipping around and watching. So I've watched them a little bit. Obviously, uh, don't know Marcus Freeman, but great respect for what he's done uh, in his career. And then this year as well, they – they started slow, so you know, like we did in some ways, but they've been on fire in a lot of ways, and and have done a you know great job of continuing to get better throughout the year. They've obviously got some players on their offense and defense that we tried to recruit either here at South Carolina or even when I was at Oklahoma. So I know they've got talent uh, as well because some of those guys we recruited heavily uh, when I was at Oklahoma and South Carolina. So I know they'll be talented, well coached, and. Great tradition, great team, and and uh, should be a, a heck of a matchup. I know the Gator Bulls got to be excited about it. You've got these, <clears throat> excuse me, you've got these fifteen practices now. I think for bowl games, how do you as a coach kind of, is it not fifteen? Are you shaking your head? Um, how do you as a coach kind of structure those, and what do you look for in those? Maybe that's different from a, a regular week when you're trying to develop guys, and you've got all these practices kind of lined up in a month. 
Yeah, it's um, it's you're balancing getting ready for a football game, but you're also bowl games are so huge because it's essentially becomes somewhat of an extra spring practice to help develop your current roster. So we want we always want to get better as a football team. So we want to we want to get better um, as a team during this time. Get our individuals better. You know, it kind of goes back to the recruiting calendar. You know, last year's signing day, I think, was like December what, 14th or 15th, somewhere in that range. This year, it's December, I think, 21st. So it's a it's a week later, which that affects your bowl practices. So I think last year, for example, I think North Carolina, we got a full, like, I want to say like eight days of practice in Columbia before we broke for Christmas and then went to Charlotte. This year, I, I, I did different scenarios for all the different bowl games um, just weird like that. But coming back from Clemson and that Sunday, just kind of jotting together like a calendar. Okay, if we go to wherever, Tampa, Orlando, wherever it may be, and Jacksonville, here's what the calendar would look like. And uh, I believe it will just end up being four practices, I think, in Columbia before we end up uh, – no, that's, not, that's a lot. Three practices and then kind of into a normal game week. So we'll get about a week of practices. But to answer your question, it worked for us last year, and, and we'll probably do something similar this year that – I want to have like a normal game week, if you will. We practice on Sunday, take Monday off during the season. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are our main practices. So I want to have like a normal game week before we break for Christmas. So, okay, if I say this is going to be our last day in Columbia, then the last day in Columbia is like a Thursday practice, the day before Wednesday, the day before that's Tuesday, the day before that would be Sunday because we take Monday off. So having like a normal week and then having as many – uh, practices that aren't about Notre Dame before that, if that makes sense. So we're probably going to get about three or four practices on just ourselves, kind of like an extra spring practice. It's going to be more for the development of the young guys. Then after that, it'll be four practices of Notre Dame prep, like a game week. And then when we get to Jacksonville, it would be another game week, but it's just kind of like fine-tuning and shorter and less time on the field. Worked for us last year, so we'll see if it works this year. Hopefully it does. Yeah, because speaking of, we got a couple quick ones for you. Speaking of Notre Dame, obviously a legendary program. Beyond watching Rudy, do you have any experiences over your life with the Irish? <laughs> um, well, first of all, I got to bring up Rudy with the players because it crushed me last week. Half of our, actually not half, I think like ninety percent of our team hasn't seen the movie Hoosiers, which it just blows my mind. Like last year, it was the program that some of our guys hadn't seen the program, but then we brought up Hoosiers. Because Limbo had it in a special teams meeting with Jimmy Chipwood on the, on the PowerPoint with the quote, I'll make it, coach. And I saw guys looking around. I asked Brad Johnson, do you have any idea what movie that's from? And nobody did. So I'm like, well, surely I don't want to, like, throw guys under the bus, even though I just did Brad. Ask somebody else, do you have any idea? And they know, none of them knew. I think Austin Stogner knew it was Hoosiers. So it's like, how have you not seen Hoosiers? So we got to talk Rudy because I don't know if they've seen Rudy either. I'm sure they've heard of it, but – that was a sad, that sad day to find out that that many guys on our team have not seen the movie Hoosiers and Jimmy, Jimmy Chitwood. Um, my experiences at Notre Dame, yes, uh, had some great ones, actually. Movie Rudy in 2001, I was a graduate assistant at Tennessee, and we played up there. So that was my first time ever going up there, and what an experience that was to be able to, you know, play in that coach in that stadium, even though I was just a graduate assistant and the tradition and beautiful campus. And then obviously a, an amazing trip in 2017 when I was at Georgia. So I guess that was like the first time an SEC team had played in South Bend either ever or in forever. 
uh, and that was awesome. That was a Saturday night, Jake Fromm's first start because he had just gotten hurt the week before against App State, and we went up there with a true freshman quarterback, uh, beat Notre Dame on a Saturday night in South Bend, which was pretty awesome, and then and then ended up playing for the national championship that same year. So hopefully this Notre Dame experience will kickstart something special like that for us in 2023 20, as well. And then sorry for the Hoosiers kick. I'm sorry. Just, no, it still good. bothers me. It really and does. then you got pretty intimate with mayonnaise last year. Any plans to like wrestle a gator, eat gator <laughs> nah, for them? They haven't brought up anything to me yet. Uh, I say yet because I, I, I said it last week in an interview. Like they all, all these bowls are like, man, this guy let, got let uh, mayonnaise be dumped on his head last year. So he's probably open to anything. But I'm not a big alligator guy. So I can't imagine it's going to be anything with live gators, but you know I'm all for it. If if, uh, if it means he won the game, I'm willing to willing to talk about the possibilities. Hey, coach. Hey. So you talked earlier today, or you wrote it on Twitter that you're so proud of the progress this mm -hmm. program has made, and you're playing such a storied program in Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl. Just talk about what a game like this, playing in a matchup like this, does for the momentum in the program, and then yeah. also for recruiting purposes as well. Yeah, no, it's huge, and I am proud of the progress. To be, you know, two years ago this team was two and eight, and then last year. Um, to go to a bowl game and win it, and then this year to have multiple bowls that are fighting over you as well. I mean, Coach Tanner probably felt like a five-star recruit this week with all the people that wanted us in his game, in, wanted us in their in their game. So I'm proud of the progress that we've made. Certainly, the last two weeks have been monumental for our for our program, just on a national stage and with recruits as well. That validates what we're doing and that we're on the right track. And we were doing some great things already before that, and recruiting was going really well before that. But certainly being able to do what we did uh, against Tennessee and Clemson was was huge and and uh, has done nothing but create more energy. There was a lot more, I want to say excitement, but it was a lot more fun walking into high schools last week, coming off a win over Clemson and a win over Tennessee than what it was the previous year when when uh, when we hadn't done that. Shane, would you consider calling the plays offensively? I would if I felt it was the best thing for the team. Um, uh, something I haven't I haven't ruled out. And, and also, when, when was the first time you got an inkling that Marcus Satterfield may take a, a job with Nebraska? How did that process go in the communication? Bless you. Um, it was uh, – I know the relationship that he and Matt have. So once Matt got let go by Carolina – I knew because of what Coach Rule had done in the NFL, in college football that he was going to have other college teams that were interested in him. So I certainly knew that he would make a phone call to Marcus if he ever got a job again in college. Uh, and then we were actually busing up to uh, the upstate on Friday, and we were somewhere around, I guess, like Newberry or somewhere. And I saw it on my phone that Matt Rule was going to be the new head coach at, at Nebraska. So when I saw that, I you know figured there would at least be a conversation uh, between Marcus and Matt and, and myself. And, and then Marcus and I talked. Uh, we didn't talk about it at all. I didn't want to take away from the Clemson game. And then we talked on talked on Sunday and a couple times, talked on Monday morning a couple times. Was there another one or was that it? And that was it, yeah. Sorry. Shane, any plans to call Dabo and get a Notre Dame scouting report from him? Huh. Um, See, uh, Gene, Gene's not in here, is he? He asked that question like a month ago, and it got like it went like sideways, and it turned into me calling Clemson about stuff. It, it, so, no, I probably will at some point. I don't know. Um, he's uh, congratulations to them on last night, and he's got a big one. So, if he wants, 
he if he wants to reach out, you know, I guess what they're playing Tennessee. So at this point, no, hadn't thought about it. But but uh, um, when when you're getting ready for bowl games, you talk to a lot of different people, you know, in regards to who they've played and things like that as well. So.